Rant, the only boys rewatch podcast that really fucking hates Todd, even though he's only on screen for like 10 seconds. I'm one of your hosts in Jack of All Trades Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. What's up? Well, we've only one more episode to go before we're back to a weekly schedule, so let's jump straight into Season 3, Episode 3, Barbary Coast. And because my dumbass forgot to mention uh, last episode and then spoiled a bunch of the comics, spoiler warning ahead for the comics. <laughs> so, uh, sorry about that, anybody who, who got some unnecessary spoilers last week. We're sorry. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, time has ceased to have any meaning in this house. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm <laughs> it's edit, upload, watch, sleep. <laughs> yeah, repeat. So look, looking forward to having a, a couple of days off before the next episode comes out. And the other thing my dumbass forgot to mention last week was... Writer-director. Writer-director, who was Phil Segrishia last week as the director, and the writer was Adam Reed, I think. This week, our writer was Ansel Richardson, who we saw last season did the Sage Grove episode. Yes. And there's another writer of Jeff All, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, he's only written a couple of things, but he did contribute to the 7 on 7 segments on yeah. YouTube. Apparently. And they were very fun. I, oh, they were great crack. Cameron Coleman's a freaking hero. Yep. And <laughs> then the director was Julian Holmes, who's done a ton of episodes of things here and there, uh, from like 24 to Daredevil to just across the board, basically. Yeah. So yeah, it still seems like they're they're letting kind of a mix of new and old writers yeah, well, it's Work working for the them as well. So. With, with Kripke's hand kind working of. way behind it. <laughs> well, because he has a series writing credit. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, no, this was definitely a fun third episode. Maybe not as action-packed as season two, episode three, but definitely a lot going on in it. Yeah, not so much action. A lot of information. Yeah, loads, loads of information. Um, I didn't mind that it wasn't quite so mental because you had this massive set piece in Nicaragua and yeah that's where all of our action came from that's kind of the focus point of this whole episode everything else slots in around it yeah yeah certainly from the boys side of things well the, like the episode in general it's geared more on the boys side of things yeah there's not a, a whole lot of development on the VOT side except for basically the, the two last slots I decided on seven yeah and the homeland has gone a bit yeah. But we'll, <laughs> we'll get onto that in time. Poor, poor Timothy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag justice for Timothy uh, is a big thing right now. Yeah. Yeah, poor, poor Timothy. Oh, uh, he was poor, just a boy. Poor, poor Timothy. Just a boy. You shouldn't have done that. He was just a boy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that, that actually is possibly the worst thing that I've watched so far. Yeah. I can't. I, I did the animals. The and of all, of all the animals, Deep has gotten killed. That one he wasn't even responsible for, and the poor bugger had to eat it. Oh, it is what he was. Oh, I can hear him begging. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't I actually know. couldn't watch it the second time I mean, round. We're gonna. I, I, oh, I, I, I know you couldn't. You made me skip through it, yeah. and and we're gonna have to talk about it later I in the know. episode. So let's not get into it now because I it's a tough. Know. It's tough. Never mind anything else that we. It's it's us again. Yeah, it's like, I couldn't watch Rampage because I felt bad for the CGI gorilla. Maybe, but maybe that's maybe. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> That's definitely something that we got last season in, in season two, episode three, was some animal death that we felt very bad about. <sighs> Before I get us really upset about Lucy and Timothy. <laughs> I'll go, Even I'll... Nora was upset about that one. Yes, yes, he was. And we got very upset about Nora this episode. Oh, yes, we did. Again, we'll talk about that in, in due time. And for the minute, go for a normal summary. Summaries. Homelander is surprised and emboldened by a sharp rise in his popularity. And the boys are back together on a mission to get some answers from Mallory. A power struggle develops over the remaining slots in the Seven as Homelander tries to bring back the Deep, while Annie warns Supersonic of the dangers of Vought. 
Frenchie gets dragged back into the criminal underworld and A-Train reconnects with family. Another character-heavy episode, I would say. Yeah, less of the kind of action. It is more now everybody manoeuvring themselves. Yeah, yeah, as you said, the only action that we really get is in the past, in the, the, the flashback to payback yeah. in Nicaragua. It's be, it's now all the, the posturing and yeah and, and manipulation side of things. Definitely, um, across the board. Uh, everybody's doing a little bit of it in this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, from the boy side of things, obviously, they've got to find out what Mallory knows. Because yeah. Mallory knows something and they just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, and, and it's clear... They also can't use the department of super fairs they can't use their resources because you know newman can't let them know what they're up to now no um, <laughs> and huey kind of proves how far he's willing to go to not have to deal with newman because i couldn't do that's so a fair play to him yeah but the first we see of, of any of the boys is is butcher in the bathroom oh god flashing back to killing gunpowder and then on the big white <clears> phone <throat> to god yeah, um, so he's he's not quite over his, his little V-trip yet. He is puking his ring. But I love how the first thing we see then of the rest of the boys is M.M. cleaning up the, <laughs> the office in the flat iron and being like, you need to have some fucking respect on you. This is a goddamn historical building. Yeah. And that's straight out of the just comics. The, just the two big tubs of cleaning products as yeah. well. Telling Frenchie to use a plate and, and the banter is straight back between the two of them. Uh, <laughs> you, your mother's sweet and savoury vagine. <laughs> <laughs> yep and even when Huey comes in then there's some good banter about yeah. masturbating with razor blades I you should have seen the other guy I love the fact that they've got the five headshots framed on the wall yeah that was a nice catch actually by I you just, I just that, that. that was just a nice little like touch of humour going on there because they've all been exonerated yeah so yeah that it's just hilarious but it's bants all round. Oh yeah, the banting is happening. Uh, even even Butcher gets in on it and and gives Huey a, a ribbing for being an old soup bootlicker. Yeah, he lays it on a bit thick with the owl ribbing. I think um, he does. But I was saying when we were watching, it's it, all tone. It's all tone because the words he uses are the words he uses on a daily basis when he's talking <laughs> to people. This is just how he talks to people anyway. So he's like, "How can I get across that this time I'm joking?" Oh, I know. Really I'll put on an exaggerated tone. Yeah, it reminds me of your man who used to play the banjo. No, the, the ukulele, was it? The um, comedian who used to uh, sing uh, when I'm cleaning windows. Yep. Uh, George, George Formby. Formby. Um But yeah, no, Huey, Huey's ready to go straight to severe action to avoid going into work. Yeah, no, like we've all considered, you know, wouldn't it be great if I got hit by a bus? <laughs> but Huey's like, like no. Break my arm. I ain't going into work. Yeah. And like, I like how the rest of the boys are like, damn. <laughs> I like the fact that M.M.'s like, sit your ass down. Yeah. Get a bin back. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, you don't want you to get blood everywhere. Yeah. It's but, like, fuck it, I'm not even going to attempt to talk you out of this. And the way he does say, like, Vicky will smell it, will sniff out a lie. Yeah. It's got to be real. And obviously they're not going to change his mind. The fact that he went straight to Kimiko when he came in, there was no like dicking about or anything like that. When we saw it in the trailer, I was like, oh, that'll be something that there'd probably be a good reason for it. But it's probably something that Butcher has suggested of Huey and Huey's going to be all like, oh God, no, I don't want to do that. No, but, but oh, fine, I'll do Huey's it if I have to. just like, fuck this but, shit. The, yeah, if the worst Huey's, thing that happens to me is a broken arm. Yeah, that's it. Huey's gone in <laughs> straight away. No hesitation. And like that's that's not a Huey we've seen before. No. And there's a few little bits in this episode that we'll talk about as we go along where like, yeah, Huey's changed. Huey has drastically changed. Yeah, 
Even because even in the comic books, he doesn't change that much. Well, he's had he's had more growth across the two seasons yeah. than Huey from the comic book has. And all the a, way through to Dear Becky, like because yeah, even in Dear Becky, he's still a bit of a nonce. <laughs> well, but at, at least in in Dear Becky, the, the, the Huey's character arc is kind of he has grown. But when this stuff comes up, he's all worried about going back to being the same old Huey. Yeah, and we saw a little bit of that in the last episode that he thought, oh, god damn it, you know, I'm, I'm I've just useless. been a loser all along. Yeah. Nothing has changed. And this episode, he seems to be trying to go like, well, if Butcher is got the right way to go about it, then I should just start acting like Butcher. Yeah. He's... <laughs> this is the first kind of hint of that at the start of the episode where he's like, break my arm. Yeah, I just, I think the fact that none of them even bother trying to talk him out of it because of the way he just goes straight to Kimiko, like taps on her head, is like, hi, I need you to break my arm. And they're like, okay. Well, plus they know, because the first thing that Butcher says to him is like, why are you not in the office? <laughs> And, you know, you should be in the office in case, you know, because you don't want her cottoning on to, to yeah. the fact that we know. And he's like, well, I can't go in because I'm a bad liar when it comes to these kind of things. Yeah. And he's She'll like, pop my head. He's yeah. not that bad of a liar, but I understand not wanting to be around somebody who could pop your head at any second. Yeah. And so he gives his justification and the rest of the boys are like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I need something that'll get me off work for at least a week. Like, he can go back in after a week or two yeah. with a broken arm, but he could, like, justifiably be like, oh, I'm on pain medication and, like, yeah. I'm off the face. I love I love how Kimiko breaks the arm on two. Oh, good girl. Good <laughs> yeah. girl. Don't wait till three. Just go for it. Fuck it. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> great. Yeah, no. And Frenchie trying to give him the opium beforehand. <laughs> Fucking take it. Yeah. Huey never takes the drugs when they're he offered to him by Frenchie, though. No, in fairness, would you? Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, when your nanny used to give you a sweet shade of bomb of her handbag that, like, had lost a dropper years ago and there was some unidentified fluff on it. Oh, I suppose if you're going to take drugs, do you really want to be taking Frenchie's drugs? Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Frenchie. But, yeah, I think as a Huey mentions, have they moved Ryan? Because if... She he, know, he she knows Newman, where, so that yeah. means that Ed Stan knows as well where where he is. Yeah, so, but just like way ahead of you, already moved him. In fact, we're going to go. That's and where see we're him. going. Which I thought was just kind of weird. I was like, why did you move him and then immediately go to see him if? Because he has to talk to Mallory. I know he has to talk to Mallory. It just was one of those things. Where I was just like, that makes no sense. Like they could be following you. I would imagine the second that the boys leave. In this episode, Mallory's going to up sticks and move to a new oh, house gotcha. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. But yeah, says, right, we're, we're going to go see Mallory. Off we go. Frenchie then says, uh, I've, I've got a bit of an emergency. Yeah, he gets a message on his phone. Um, I just like the fact that Kimmy cut by um, before everybody comes in when him and when Frenchie and M.M. are having the bounce. Oh, she's And Kimiko's like carving her name into the table, but Frenchie's like, no, she's been. Fuck. Is it just carving fuck she's into the table? She's carving fuck into the table. Yeah. Um, and, but Frenchie straight away is like, no, just leave her be. She's had like a bad day. Like, yeah. He's already like, no, don't go and give out to her about this. Like, just, just let her, let <laughs> too, her be. Too late now anyway. Yeah, just let her. Like, this is the, if this is the least destructive thing she's doing, nah. let her do it. <laughs> Why is he wearing that ridiculous yellow vest? Who? Frenchie. Why does Frenchie wear any of the things that Frenchie yeah, wears in fairness? No, the pants I, that he's got on. The pants are ridiculous. I miss the kitten crop tops. <laughs> yeah, no, Frenchie's fashion choices are Frenchie's fashion choices. And yeah, that's that. He, he, he does resemble like some weird pirate. He does very much in this episode. 
But yeah, he's that's him off. He's not really with the boys until the end of the episode. Because yeah. Huey says, hey, look, I'll come with you instead. And they head off to Mallory's. And the boys are all very surprised when they get there at the reception that he gets from Ryan. I don't think Kimiko and, like, I think they know that he's been going to see him. Well, Kimiko would probably, Kimiko and Huey would have an idea. That he's been going to see him. But M.M. Not, I don't think yeah, have. his his reaction is basically our reaction in season one or in episode one. Why do I keep saying season one lately? In episode one, when he goes to see Ryan for the first time and we were like, oh my God, the way he's greeted yeah. by him. And it's I think very MM's much like, the way M.M. was like, oh shit. And I think M.M. has realised when he sees that, he's like, oh, that's why he didn't push so hard when he yeah. came to see me over Soldier Boy. Suddenly penny, pennies are dropping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And then M.M. as well opens up to the other two and tells them, Soldier Boy killed my family. That's yep. why I've come it back. No further detail. There you go. Killed the family. Kill. Got it. Not going to pry. Let's go. Yeah. So they head, head inside to have a chat and uh, Kimiko and Ryan stay outside to play Connect Four and talk powers. Yeah. I well, And it's it's sad. It like, is. Especially the bit that when Ryan says that Mallory wanted to get him a dog and he said no because he was worried he'd hurt it. Yeah. Oh, my heart broke for the poor kid. Kimiko this season, you can see like she's struggling a lot to come to terms with what's going on because up to this point it's all been survival and now she's got a chance at a life. Well, I think she's had she's had the last year of well relative yeah. kind of calm. They went off, they did a bit of dancing, they've been doing some of the work for the boys. Yeah. But we see later on in the episode, yeah, she does, and and we saw a bit in the last episode. She's yearning for something different. She knows she can't be a normal mm-hmm. girl. But she doesn't want all this chaos and death around her either. Yeah. And she calls it poison in her veins in the previous episode. That's very similar to what Frenchie had said to her about when she was doing the hits for the Albanian. Yeah. I think he called it poison for her soul. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a nice little kind of callback to to her character arc in season two. Yeah, no, I just, my heart goes out to Ryan. He, that kid looks haggard. Oh yeah, he got, really, really looks haggard in this he episode. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. He really does. Like his well, whole world in the last year has been turned. Oh, it's been completely upended, and he's he's started to have a bit of a good thing, a bit of stability at least with Mallory and Butcher around. And we heard him say about having nightmares yeah. about homelander coming to get him and then all of a sudden they have to go and start moving houses regularly even if he's told it's for some other reason he's going to think that it's because it's because of him homelander might be able to find him and it's because of him yeah and everybody who comes into contact with him is in danger because of his dad and it's not his fault it's in no way is this his fault no no but it's a lot for a kid. Like, because at the end of the day, he's still a kid and his whole, like, everything he thought was real has turned out to be wrong. Yeah. And I think... In the space of a week, he went from this stable world to having a dad who happens to be a superhero to having, to getting, like, kind of kidnapped. Yeah. And then coming back, having his mom killed, getting sent In front off. Of him. Yeah, it's just been... Yeah, and it, well, has had a year pass since his mom yeah, died where, where it was gotten, a bit of stability. Yeah, and, you know, he, things were slowly getting back to normal for him or at least into some semblance yeah, of now, like routine and normality and now everything's just gotten... Upended um, again. Yeah. And <laughs> the first person he meets who has powers... That, doesn't like, like him. That, well, not no, the, doesn't... Not, doesn't like does, the powers, yeah. yeah. But that's it, you know, he's, he knows that Homelander is basically a bad guy and he'll have heard from, a, a bit from Mallory and definitely from Butcher that soups are the bad guys. Yeah. 
Um, well, he's but seen here's it this, himself. Here's this girl who works with. Oh, he has yeah. all of his interactions up close and personal with superheroes have resulted in um, bad things happening. Yes. <laughs> but then here's this girl who works with Billy. Yeah. Who's one of the good guys who has powers too. And the, she, hates. she hates them. And I mean, I'm not saying that Kimiko should have lied to the kid, but it's just like, oh no, poor Ryan. No, I like, I get that she was honest with him because she doesn't want him to feel like he's alone. And that, well, that's the other thing I was going to say. The flip side of that is now at least Ryan knows he's not alone in not liking his powers. Yeah. Here's somebody else who had them given to them against their will through, you know, through no yeah. choice or fault of their own. Um, and it's not something I'd ever considered is uh, a, like a friendship between Ryan and Kimiko. Yeah, uh, no, um, I think so they I think can help cool each if, other a lot. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if we get to see a little bit more of a friendship between them of, of well, they'd not help. like a mentor relationship or anything like that, but just, yeah, this thing where they yeah, both well, can Kimiko, kind of help each other heal. Kimiko never got a childhood. No. And Ryan's childhood has very much been shattered. Yeah. The pair of them have a lot in common in terms of their power sketch their place in the world is very much dependent on other people. Kimiko said that, like, I'm only here because of you. Well, she says it later on yeah, in the episode. Yeah. Like their, but their place in the world, they, yeah, have, oh, no, definitely they have no on, autonomy. Yeah. You know, and it, I, yeah, I'd like to see a friendship between them or at least some f- form of understanding. Yeah, no, because I think they could, the two of them could be good for each other in terms of helping each other heal. So it would be nice to see if they explore that a little bit more. Yeah. But then inside the house, the boys are... Jesus, everything's going... All the shit's hitting the fan in the house. Yeah, well, Butcher says the main reason he's there is because a little bird, he told him that she was off on a holiday in Nicaragua back in the 80s. <laughs> and she tries to deny it. And Butcher's basically like, well, hey, look, deny all you want, but uh, I had this file of all your agents around the world and I'm going to publish it unless yeah, you tell me. That's that's low. And I liked a bit when she's like, would you really do that? What about all those innocent people? And his response of, you know, it's an insult to both of us that you'd even ask that question. Oh, yeah, I'm scarlet for your ma for having you. But yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty ruthless. But given the conversation that they have later, I can understand why Butcher is pulling no punches. Yeah, like she's like, I can't tell you I'd be killed just for telling you. The fact that he has to go... Well, yeah, I think he knows... If she hasn't breathed a word about this and he had to basically beat a man to near death... For nigh on 40 years. To get this information... Yeah. He's got to have something big to hold over her. Exactly. And like he says later, this is a weapon that could potentially kill... Homelander. Homelander. And you kept it hidden from me. So he knows, yeah, going into it, he knows she's not going to... If she hasn't told me yet... She ain't going to offer up this information willingly. I'm going to need more than I've been told by somebody else. But before that, when obviously they're getting Mallory up to speed on the whole Newman situation, and I just love her line of, I would very much like to know what the plan is <laughs> to, to eliminate her. her. Yeah. It's very matter of fact. So Before but, that, when she is like just... Yeah, she's not, not happy about the, the Newman news. No, nobody um, is really in fairness. Yeah, well, like, and she just uh, does say, like, I lobbied for her to get the position and was trying to protect like she's been duped as well she's taken this quite personal yeah and Huey does try to say like what like how do you think I failed I gave her all 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 the information that she wanted yeah you know if anybody's Huey's like if anyone's at, at fault here it's probably me for using all these contacts that I had and I think that's probably part of the reason that she does come clean as well yeah, uh, I mean that's a pretty serious threat, <laughs> but 
I think she also. I just, I also like the fact that she was so mad that she tried to save her Congress. She's like, I tried to protect the bitch. She was the (laughs) one causing it. Yeah. Make me look like a fool. (laughs) Yeah. And it is, it's the fact that she made them all look like fools for trying to protect her. Well, I don't think anybody who's in the intelligence agency likes being duped, in fairness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, the intelligence community do not like but, that. And, at and all. for her as well, much less by a soup. <sighs> because as we find out from her flashback, she has quite a long history with soups. Yes, she does. And um, her long history with Stan. Yes, a very long history with Stan. Yeah. And that flashback is it's basically exactly like beat for beat the comics. Especially the way Swato dies. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the way Swato dies is brilliant. In fact, I was They're a, running past going fuck 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 fuck. I was like, yes, he's gonna blow up. I was a little bit sad that they did because in the comics he runs past and he does that, but then he starts to fly away and he's like, gotta fly, gotta get above it all, gotta get above it all. Oh, and, then, and then gets blown up, and I was kind of hoping we'd see that happen. No, I think having it all from Mallory's perspective, and mm. because she's the one telling the story. But yeah, it is. It's basically, with the exception of it being in World War Two in the comics, and yeah, here it being in Nicaragua a- in the eighties. It's exactly more or yeah. less what happens. Vacho up with this team saying, hey, we're going to get involved in the military and help you guys out. The team are fucking useless and kill more of the men on their side than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, most of Mallory's unit gets killed and she has a and lifelong that, hatred for yeah. soups. That's where it all begins. Like, she's not a fan of them anyway prior to that. But that solidifies the loathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and great casting on young Mallory. Yes, and young Starlight as well. Can we just point out, young Starlight in this as well looks really, really like yeah. young Annie. Yeah, young... And, and young, young Edgar. Young Edgar. Shame they, they didn't actually bother casting a young black girl. Yeah. Because they could have just probably... Put in Nathan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. let him do it. Because if we ever see him off camera... Yeah. Or sorry, if we ever see him without the helmet Well, in especially the nail, after, yeah, now with all the, like... It's going to be prosthetic heavy. So, yeah, yeah that, I feel like that was a bit unfair. Let, yeah. let poor Nate Mitchell have some time on camera. Like without a helmet on, please. And again, like last episode where I was like, oh, I want more MM backstory and we get more MM backstory, uh, MM backstory and it broke my heart. I was like, where's Black Norbin? And oh, then, yeah, then we got so, more Black Norbin and it broke our heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but just, yeah, the flashback is, is, it's great fun. The whole scene is, is great fun. Yeah, the whole, like, yes, we were, she was involved in the selling of the cocaine and M.M. being like, were you involved in the other thing? Oh, that, that And bit. the fact that she doesn't even apologise, she just recites what the policy was at the time. But she doesn't, she, on. Yeah, she doesn't apologise after the flashback either when he says to her, you know, you, you knew, knew all this happened, time and you never yeah. told me. She just says, it's complicated. Not, I'm sorry, it's complicated. She just yeah. says, it's complicated. And then she asks for the room. And <laughs> She's like, it's complicated. Neighbor. It's complicated. Get out. Yeah. It's, but but yeah. The, the flashback itself, when when we first see Soldier Boy, and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to fire this rocket launcher off in the direction of your munitions. Just in the, in the middle of, like, fucking guerrilla territory. Yeah. Massive cocaine transportation operation going on Russian rebels yeah that's a good idea I'm playing the scorpions I also what way is Swato standing on that rock <laughs> in the background he looks like he's taking a dump what's wrong with fucking Mindstorm's face I think he's supposed to have like a giant brain the TNT twins what the fuck are they, they, yeah, well, they I just like and Mindstorm f- do nothing except cry and sunbathe in the full like up to the neck suit yeah just okay and then Crimson Countess who just looks like she can't be bothered 
Well, she does kill two people, but they're on the wrong side. Yeah, but she can't be bothered. And Gunpowder just looked way too excited to be there. Yeah, he was just happy to be firing a gun. He didn't care where it was being fired. But it was it was nice to see that Soldier Boy really was Homelander before Homelander because when he's like, "Oh, hey, sweetheart," <laughs> but when when she goes for him later and you know when she has to go to him, basically tells him, "Yeah, you know, those lines never work. It's only because women are, as, are afraid of you." Basically, yeah. oh, he's so mad. And you could see the tick and the lip tremble. Yeah, the, the lip tremble. The big three year old. I'm about to throw a tantrum. <laughs> lip tremble. Oh. I, just, I just thought it was really reminiscent of like Homelander Homelander's scoff when he gets tailed off or told <laughs> off when he gets tailed when off when he gets tailed off <laughs> but yeah I should be more careful what I ask for because we got some Black Noir backstory and, and I didn't like it no you didn't <laughs> I didn't like it one bit I like the fact that it opens with Edgar well the conversation that she overhears is Edgar eating tree nuts Despite Noir going, please don't do that. I'm horribly allergic. <laughs> yeah. That's Edgar just being a shit. Well, that's what I think it was. We're just like, shit, is that Black Noir talking? Yeah. It was like, hang on now. Who we know Noir's there and, and we know he has a tree nut allergy. So I'm guessing that's him talking. And then, yeah, it, it was him talking with the yeah. helmet off. Saying he's sick of the fucking helmet. And he doesn't want to wear it. And Edgar does bring up the point that, you know, it, it, it is the 80s and... He's a black man. <laughs> yeah, he's a black man and they're still doesn't pull well in or below the Mason Dixie line to have a, yeah. a black member on the premier super team at the time. Yeah. So Black Norris says, Well, I'm not gonna wear it and he says, Well, you don't have to Age wear the mask. Age has not mellowed that man. No, because he's like, Yeah, if you don't want to wear the mask, that's fine, but you'll probably want it when you get sent out to where is it, Minneapolis or something? Somewhere, Somewhere. cold anyway and shitty. But he's basically, yeah, fine, but you won't be... It, no, it was, I actually think he was threatening to send him to, like, Missouri, St. Louis, which would have been, like... No, because he makes a comment about how it'll be for the warmth that he wants okay. the mask. I don't know, I wasn't really... But it was, basi- it was basically the, you know... The, there was a threat there. No, you know, in season one, when Annie says she doesn't want to wear the new costume, and she won't, and Stella's like, that's fine, it's yeah. your body, you're right, you, you can do what you want with it. You, you can but wear But if you want to be wants. in the seven, your body needs to be wrapped in that. Yeah. It was basically... Edgar doing the same thing of listen if you if you want to be on payback you, you gotta, gotta wear, wear the, the helmet mask, yeah and in fairness he probably should have worn the mask because when shit hits the fan oh god it hits his head too yeah he should have worn the helmet and that that looks nasty as well oh, in fairness how many times in GTA was your life saved on a motorbike by waiting on and putting the helmet on <laughs> yep. especially when you just launched it straight down Boulevard into the roadworks <laughs> yeah but yeah that's that's some good prosthetics and and yeah I, I feel but, bad yeah. for Black Noir yeah helmets save lives helmets save lives and, yeah. and that explains so much about Black Noir yeah but also raises so many more questions because I'm, I'm guessing his speech centre was affected obviously it looks like it's all right side yeah which is kind of your creative but like, it's not your logical analytical side it's your more creative expressive side I think it's definitely none of his motor functions because he, because he can still play mm-hmm. piano like a boss and beat the shit out of people with the best of them yeah I think so, that's all his, his like I don't know yeah Who so knows? yeah he's he's, def- <laughs> he's definitely gotten some level of brain damage out of it yes unfortunately although I do think that bit where Mallory finds him after the attack is supposed to be a bit of a reference to the comics where she finds Soldier Boy like when he's pinned. Pinned under the tank. And, yeah. And I think he's reaching she for does, a grenade and she saying like help me and he just picks up the grenade. The, the grenade tosses it at him and yeah. blows him up to no, put Mallory, him out of his misery. This but Mallory can't even be bothered with Yeah, him. this Mallory doesn't want to put him out of his misery. Not even worth the bullets. 
because as she's walking around watching the carnage and you can see the disgust on her face well, at pretty them much and at them crying and holding each other. Like Apart from Swallow, she, they, they've all survived and her unit has been, been decimated. decimated. And the only one in the entire fight sequence that she does anything to actively help is Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy seems to be the only one who's operating in an effective manner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, he even, uh, when she shoots that guy who's behind him, he seems to turn around and, and, and give her a nod and be like, I'll be with you in a second. Yeah, and then punches that guy clean through the ceiling yeah, she to gets, a very pointy end. She gets blown up. Oh, that's a hard fucking... And yeah, the way that shot, she just gets oh, thrown to the side. That is that, visceral. Oh, that <laughs> felt that buffet. Yeah, and when, when she wakes up, it's, it's all over except for the, the well, tears. She gets... There's when she's running down the village and something blows up next to her and throws her sideways. Yeah. And then she gets up again and runs. And that's when she gets knocked into the building. Yeah, yeah. And knocked out. And that's when she uh, when she comes around after that, everything's kind of said and done. Yeah, Black Nora's in, in bits. The rest of them are, are kind of lying around recouping and Crimson Countess comes up to her and says, Soldier Boy's been killed. Yeah, they, they killed she's him like, what? and they've How? taken no. him. And yeah, says, no, they killed him. It's and like, they took him. Yeah, they took him and there he goes. They can rebuild him. He'll be the six billion ruble man. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, Mallory looks pretty worried because... They've just gotten their number one asset. Yeah, their number one asset has just been killed by who who knows what. And they've taken the body away so maybe they can start creating their own superheroes. So yeah. yeah, Not something you'd want during the Cold War as an American CIA operative for Russians to have that. Especially with the fact that they were already embroiled in an almighty shit show going on that they didn't need Oh yeah. That. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the last thing they need is even more soups running around on the other guy's side. Yeah, especially during the whole Iran... Iran Iran-Contra thing. thing. But Butcher asks then what happened and Mallory says, well, I lost track of him. Behind and, the iron and, curtain. And any trail of the weapon once they went behind the iron curtain. And that's when M.M. is like, what the hell? You knew all about this stuff about Soldier Boy and never told me. And then she says, it's yeah, it's complicated. Hurts. Now get out of the room because I have to talk to Butcher. Yeah. Oh, one thing, one thing I really do like about the flashback is, you know the way there's a break in the middle of the flashback? Uh-huh. When Butcher's like, hang on just a second, and oh, it pauses, and the guys are mid explosion <laughs> getting flung through the air. While he goes to. While he goes to vomit. Oh. And then nearly lose control of his laser eyes. Yeah, but then there's a quite a sweet little interaction with Ryan. Oh, the cracker bit. Oh, uh, yeah, where that he offers is... him the cracker, and he's like, oh, your mum used to give these to me. And he's and they're both laughing about how they were disgusted and how they used to hide them in yeah, various ways. Yeah, pretend to eat them and then just throw them away. And then we kind of get another look in, into just how powerful Ryan is, when he's like, you're, it's not just your stomach, your heart's racing. And, and your, your blood, blood smells different. Yeah. Wait, a bit of a creepy line. But, but, I think, he, yeah, but he's there's... like, are you sick? Your blood smells different. This isn't like... It makes sense. If if he's got, you know, supervision and super hearing, well, yeah, why wouldn't he have super smell too? Yeah. No, it, but it's just like a further kind of mm. indicator of how far, how more developed his powers and senses have become. Yeah. Compared to when we first meet him where his eyes flare, but that seems to be in response to being around his dad. Or extreme emotion. Yeah, he has no control, whereas now he's becoming more and more aware of these things. Yeah. And presumably Mallory is, to a certain extent, nurturing these. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, because she doesn't want him to be out of control and not understand how to use it. And as the good old CIA shill that she is, she's probably trying to work out how to use it to her advantage. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Her own chain soup on a leash. But while Butcher's throwing up, Huey calls Annie. Oh, yeah. Huey's just being a shitbag. And yes, is, is a bit of a dickhead and tells her, hey, look, we're... He hasn't even told her that he's broken his arm. Or that he's, you know, gone back to Butcher. Te- yeah, tells her there that. and then when... He's uh, like, oh, yeah, by the way, I've gone back to Butcher. She's like, what? <laughs> yep. And she's like, well, you were probably... She tells him that, that he's right about what he said about not being co-captain of the Seven because of what Homelander's been up to. We'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. And he was but yeah, Homelander's basically, like, lost the plot. Yeah, we'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, well... Cool, I know you've just told me that Homelander is even more unbalanced now, but still... just And you're in fear of your life. Just stay there, will you? Because we're close to, to finding something and, and I don't want you to rock the boat just now. And it's like, whoa, dude. And you she know even what says it's it. like? It's like that bit in Constantine where he takes the pendant off Father Hennessy. Oh yeah, very much like that. That's pretty much what it's like. It's like, you don't need this. You stay there. You're a big girl. You'll be all right. I know I said it was dangerous, but you know what? I was wrong. We've, well, no, I've, got, I've got to go and do this thing. Sweetie Daddy's got to go and get a pack of cigarettes and he'll be back. No, it's... It's God No, God. I don't think it's it's condescending at all. It's it's him trying to, to be a butcher. Yeah. It's what it is. He's is. trying to say... She's she's literally crying out and being like, I cannot stay here. I need to be not here. I yeah. need help. And he's just like, yeah, well, my thing is more important. I, I, no, I don't even think... Like, he's thing. like, oh, well, we're looking for this weapon. Um, that, yeah, that will finish it. And Yeah, but I can't give you a time frame or anything like that. Yeah. So you've just got to, like, grin and bear it. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he, you can see in him when he's on the phone that he's not happy with himself for saying it. But when he's like, you know, we need to play by their rules and, and you, you need to stay there. Like, but no, like, not cool, Huey. No. <laughs> like, Huey. you're going to risk the one thing you love. Yeah, well, that's already in a fairly precarious position by his previous behaviour. But yeah, but, you know, he says to her, he tries to justify getting her to stay by saying that, like, he's sick of losing and he just wants a win. It's like, but yeah. you're literally going to lose the, the only thing that's yeah, good in your he's life. he's playing on her emotions. He's, as well. Oh, he is, yeah. But uh, he's kind of being blind because he's he's risking the one good thing that's left in his life. Yeah, who's crying to, out for help. Who's crying, yeah, who's crying out for help. Because he wants to get a win for, like you said in his last episode, his own ego. Yeah. You know, he just he, he just wants a win. Why? <laughs> he's Cyril Figgis. <laughs> he's, he's a bit Cyril Figgis. He's Cyril in this episode where Cyril's like, I just wanted to save the day. <laughs> just once. The what, what, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if, he, if he's not careful, he's going to get any killed or he's just going to push her away altogether. Yeah, because he keeps, if he keeps putting her in danger or denying that her situation is anywhere near or like what her feelings are, are nowhere near as important as, as his mission. Yeah. You know, what he's doing is for the greater good. The, the, you know, and we're, I'm doing this for you. You, you're just the one who's got to risk life and limb every single day by being close to this person. Yep. And, and speaking of doing things for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> um, Butcher tries to do something that he thinks is for the greater good. Oh, following gosh. his fight with Mallory. Oh, the Mallory. Because after, after, the, yeah, the, after the, the flashback. Fight, the fight with Mallory. Oh, oh, it's fraught. 
Or because when it gets real personal. It does, because there's, there's right personal. there's right and there wrong on both sides. Yeah. Like, Butcher is right to say that she shouldn't have held it back, held the information back from him. But you can see why it, she did. But he says, oh, because if we did, we could have gotten rid of Homelander and Becca might still be alive and Ryan might not be terrified of his dad. But that's not entirely true, because if she... Even if she magically gave him a weapon to kill Homelander back in the day, he'd have he killed... would have never found out about Becca. Yeah, he'd have killed Homelander and then never found out about Becca. Yeah, and she'd have like, still been in the compound with Ryan. Vought weren't going to be like, oh, good, you got rid of Homelander, who's become increasingly unhinged and difficult to manage. Here's yeah, his kid. Yeah, here's his wife and kid, by the way. Yeah, here's like, your wife what? back. And and the kid. Yeah, yeah no, no was... they were going to be like, oh, excellent. Edgar was going to be like, oh, deadly. Gotten rid of Homelander. Gotten this psycho to so, leave us alone. Yeah. And I've gotten a bonus. Uh, soup out of it that so nobody while, knows yeah. about while he's wrong to accuse Mallory of costing Becca her life and Ryan the situation he's in now yeah Mallory is equally wrong to say Butcher is has you know has not changed and he no, only ever did that's it himself low. Back that when she knew, low. back when she knew him before, yes, that was true. He only wanted revenge for his own sake. He didn't know Becca was alive. Yeah. He didn't know Becca had a son. What he's doing now to try and kill Homelander isn't about revenge. He's trying to kill kill Homelander to keep Ryan and the world at large safe. Yeah. but it's mostly for Ryan's sake. Yeah, he's now he's made a promise to look after him. He's going to see that through, and he has a different motivation for taking out Homelander. Yeah, like he, they've already seen the Homelanders like. About 14 fucking screws loose. <laughs> but either but, Mallory can't see that or she just wants to hurt him and she tells him, you haven't changed at all. It's really... You can't change. You're just like your father. Yeah, it's really low and it is... The people that know you the best are the ones that can hurt you the worst. And things... I don't know whether it's said just in anger to get a jab in because she knows she's wrong but she has to have the last word or if she actually believes it I don't think she believes it because she looks too distraught when she comes out of the house when he leaves after upsetting Ryan she sees she can see you can see it in her face then that she's fucked up yeah because she just caused him to do that because I don't think I think he would have he wouldn't have reacted that way to Ryan he would have probably sat him down and had a conversation with him. I'd been like, I have to go away for a while. Because buddy. it's not safe for me to be near you. We need to sort this out. And then we're going to, you know, but I'll be back. And, you know, the colonel's going to keep you safe. Everything that he's been doing. And we'll try, you know, to video call or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Instead, he reverts. He reverts to type. He snaps. And he's I think. Like, it's like a dog, you know, like an old abused, beaten dog. Mm. That eventually like the, all they know how to do is lash out yeah I, I think it's also a bit like Huey in the last episode when he finds out that Newman is the, the head popper Mallory is the one who told him no you actually have changed and you're being better yeah he's had the, the, person, the, the person that person believes who, in him yeah the person who believes in him and knows him best outside of Becca has told him that nothing's changed at all yeah nothing's changed at all you're always the horrible person that yeah. I thought you were and, and he goes straight you were. to the worst thing as well when he says look at what you did to my Becca and the last thing and he's breaking Becca all she begs for when she's dying is it's not his fault he has to know it's not his fault and he's like I promise I'll make sure that he knows it's not his fault and he uses that and it's so low and even as he's saying it you can see it like as he's saying it he's almost like don't believe me yeah well there's a look on his face of after he says it of pure pain at the fact that he had to say it and Ryan, I think Ryan gets that because the way he says I hate you is it, it's a really resigned, like I thought you would be different, but in the end, 
Yeah. It's um, like, you know, everybody, he's got that whole, everybody leaves me and everybody lets me down. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that he, I don't even think Ryan necessarily believes what he said. He's just can't believe that Billy has said something like yeah. that. And he knows he said it to hurt him. But the way that just that, that look on his face of, oh, I can't believe I've oh, just said this. So it's hurt. And it's, yeah, I think it's purely because of what Mallory has said to him. Yeah. And it's knocked him back and he thinks, no, I haven't changed. He's just lashed Whereas, out where, and Ryan was the closest person. And then I think nearly to make matters worse, fucking dickhead Huey trying to imitate Butcher when they get back to the, the office and Butcher is like, oh, I suppose you're going to tell me I'm a monster. And he says, no, I understand. Why I understand. Do. The I, others don't, but I do. And I do, like, I understand why Butcher did it. I but it should not have gone down like that. No, it should. Butcher oh, definitely. Need, it, like, Butcher needed to explain to Ryan that shit's going down and I might not be able to come around. Mm. And he does start with that saying, I can't, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. It's not safe. But instead of explaining to him, yeah, he's angry at Mallory and he takes that out. Yeah, he lashes out. On, on Ryan and instead of trying to fix it, he can't see past his own pride. I think he thinks it's it's maybe it's too late to fix it or he has to go and do what he has to do and then try and fix it yeah, later. Afterwards, yeah, because when he's but, calmed down a bit or like, look, I've made it safe and that I didn't mean all these things I said. But, you know, it, 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 it hurt watching it. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's Butcher's, in Butcher's head, he's like, if, if I've pushed this kid away to get the job done, I'd better make damn sure I get the job done yeah. and keep this kid safe before I come back to him and try and patch things up. It hurt. But, it hurt watching it because but, they'd come so far. I know. And when, that's the thing, when <laughs> when he says to Huey, you know, come on, tell me I'm a monster for doing that to the kid. And Huey says, oh no, I understand you. And I understand why Huey understands, but that's that's not what Butcher needed to hear. Butcher actually needed... Somebody to say Butcher had needed his canary that, right there. Yeah, to and say, his canary's trying to be Butcher-like. yeah. He needed his canary to say, no, you, you did absolutely did the wrong thing to that kid. Maybe you had the right idea or the right reason for doing right it, but intention, you went about wrong it the execution. wrong way. Yeah. And Butcher looks at him like, I, no, I didn't want you to say that. I didn't want you to agree with me. I want to know what is in that file that MM picks up and leaves with. Yes, that's interesting. Because he comes in straight away, goes, picks up the file and leaves and that's it. And nothing is said about it. And then you've got before... Everybody kind of leaves and, and Butcher and, and Huey have this little like heart to heart thing going on. You've got the really funny little interaction of Oh, uh, uh, Frenchie Kim- and Kimiko. Kimiko storming in and sitting down and being like, oh my God, you won't believe what he did today. That man's ridiculous. Why do you work for him? Yeah. And Frenchie's like, hang on, you work for him too. And she's like, no, I'm only here because you're here. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, sorry, what now? Yep. And I think that stings a little because Frenchie has been off on his own little adventure for the day. Yeah. It turns out it that Cherie... It was Frenchie's day out. <laughs> yeah, Frenchie's day out. Not a good day out. No. Because Cherie has contacted him. Yes. And he meets her in a park. She's in deep, deep motherfucking doo-doo. Oh, she is. Oh, she done fucked up. She <laughs> yep. fucked up. She tells him that she has uh, lost a whole load of... She um, went back to work. Okay, number one, she went back to work for little Nina. Which in and of itself from Frenchie's reaction seems like a bad thing. Oh, Alex. Yeah. Oh shit If you've read the comic books You know who Lil Nina is Yeah Lil Nina's Very very similar To said Lil Nina Yeah she's bad We don't know We don't know If she still has the same Penchant for Giant battery powered Boyfriends But uh, (laughs) I'm sure hoping I'm sure we'll find out In due time (laughs) 
But yeah, uh, Cherie has lost a whole load of her drugs and is terrified and wants passports for Frenchie and wants to get out of the country and, and wants Frenchie to come with. Frenchie yeah, because Lil, Lil Nina is Russian mafia where honour is, is everything. Yep. And it's not about... Because he's like, oh, we can pay her back. And she's like, no, 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 no. You know, it's the principle of the thing with Nina. Yeah. And then recounts a story of a, an associate of theirs who had multiple pieces of themselves removed before she allowed them to die. <laughs> yeah. So she, yeah, she doesn't want to hang around. nice, so, basically. Yeah. French, Frenchie gives her the passports and kind of says, no, I can't come with. Yeah, and, and she's like, come on, time, we'll go somewhere warm for once. Mm, the next time that we see Frenchie, he's getting picked up by some Russian gangsters. Yes. and There was men in tracksuits following him. That's your first clue. <laughs> yep. He's, he's like, he, he turns down, they do the atypical car up the street, yeah, window with down, get in the car. And he's like, nope, you're all right. And looks up and there's a bloke in a tracksuit and then turns to leave. And there's a bloke in another tracksuit looking very much like himself from GTA 4. <laughs> yeah. So Frenchie basically is like, fine, I'm going to have to get in the car. And the next we see of him, he's in a ho- black, black bagged in a, a Russian <laughs> deli. <laughs> just just in a deli. Yeah. And we get to meet zip little tied, Nina. Zip tied to a chair. Yeah. We get to meet little Nina. And she. Little uh, Nina's fucking brilliant. Has a, has a bit of a chat with him and says, no, Shuri stole that, those drugs. Yeah. They weren't stolen off her. She stole them from me. Yeah. And he, but she also recounts a tale about how that time that, you know, what was he supposed to be doing? His knife broke or something broke. So he used the... This... He was supposed to be killing the guy. And your man knocked the knife out of his hand. So he used the sliding door of the minivan to decapitate him. And yep. then he realised the girlfriend was in the passenger seat. So he killed her too. So it's not like him to leave any witnesses. So where's Cherie? Yeah. <laughs> he he tries to not give her up. And then she says, look, come on. We'll, we'll, I'll probably promise to give, them, to give her a quick death. Yeah. And that's when uh, she kind of accuses him of basically, look, you you haven't changed. You're you're just a dog on a leash. Yeah. You, you, your master changes, but all you are is a rabid dog on a leash. And that pisses him off a little bit. And he's like, well, do you know what? I have changed. I work for the CAA now. So unless you want them all up in your business, I'm going to leave. Yeah. She's like, yeah, because before Butcher, it was me. And before me, it was your father. And she calls him Sergey as well. So I'm hoping we get some sort of backstory going on there. Oh, stories about what he got up to with her back in the day. Well, or just something that her, his father seems to have some sort of Russian mafia tie. I don't know. I thought that was just because we've heard, we'd heard from him in the first season and a little bit in the second that his father was very abusive. Yeah. I thought that was just a reference to that because she obviously knows him pretty well because she knows his safe word is Vincent <laughs> Castle from when she used to... That's wear. a long safe word. <laughs> just use very, very fitting though. Very fitting, but just use like bonk or something <laughs> but I like how when when Frenchie's kind of threatening her saying I work for the CIA you can see her eyes kind of darting around his face yeah looking for any tell him. and she kind of sees oh fuck he really does work for the CIA and when he goes to leave and it's then he really, has his own little check he has like the little tester shuffle back of oh oh can I go oh yeah, I can go he yeah, moves the chair back a little bit and run away yeah no she doesn't move or say anything and nobody comes out of the shadows to attack him yeah so he gets up and he leaves but not before she has a little bit of a parting shot and tells him to scurry away yes and then yeah when he's back in the, the office and Kimiko has that line about I'm only here because you are and she's like why don't we go to Marseille and he's like oh that would be nice you can see him kind of think ah uh, bollocks ah oh, yeah you know what fuck little Nina was right a little bit I am yeah. I am a man on a leash yeah 
And Butcher asks him what he's been up to. And he says, oh, well, I was off sorting out some shit with little Nina. And uh, a light bulb goes off in Butcher's head. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, hang on. Little Nina's Russian. Soldier Boy disappeared behind Russian lines. Hmm. Hmm, a plan is forming. Oh, yeah. And says to Frenchie to go and set up a meeting between him and little Nina. Because day off to Russia. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting as well. If, if it goes anyway, like the comics, that that's definitely exciting. Because we might get Love Sausage back. And Poison Borscht. And Poison Borscht. And, and pizza with faces on it. Oh, I forgot about the pizza! <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's one of little Nina's other things, is she likes to flay people. Yeah. In the comics, at least. But that's, yeah, that's that's kind of all of our boy stuff for this episode. And there, there's a lot in there, evident by the fact that we've been talking about it for 55 minutes now. But yeah, our seven stuff, it starts off with that terrifying, terrifying Little Miss Hero pageant. Oh, that, that's wrong. Why do you insist on parading your children around like that? It's really, really uncomfortable and disgusting. Yeah, there's so much uncomfortable in that. It's just, <sighs> that was that was not fun to watch All from the start. All of with, yeah. Annie, or with uh, Donna pushing her and being like, pain is weakness leaving the body. Oh, fuck Even though her child Donna. is telling her that, you know, her no. Her side fucking hurts. Yeah, and no, it's not, it's not that I've eaten anything weird or my stomach hurts. My sides hurt. Donna's like, no, it doesn't matter. Get up I there and just, perform. The whole performance is just really, really uncomfortable to watch. Oh, yeah, no, it really is. It's <sighs> just, no. Ugh, ugh, don't like it. No, enough least said about that, the better. Yeah, and, and we get to see a rather important thing of, of young Annie Coping method. Squeezing her nails into her fist as a coping method yeah. to work through the pain or to smile through it all, basically. Yeah. Um, it's only a short little bit, but it is, yeah, it's it's unnerving and it's yeah. un- uncomfortable to watch. It really is. Because you'd gotten hints of it before when she's like, she said about her feet bleeding through pageants and stuff like that. And that yeah, she only said that in the last episode, yeah, I think. That, you know, she's only put in all the hard work and had to go to all these things and learn all this stuff and stop all this that and like... You know, eat all this special diet. You'd gotten that whole conversation that she had had with MM about her dad used to sneak her off to IHOP or to get a donut. Yeah. Because her mom was so strict about everything. Even in the very first episode when Annie's making food for herself and mom's, oh, Annie. Yeah. So, but yeah, to actually, to actually see young Annie and to see Donna being that way with young Annie, yeah, it was really not cool, really uncomfortable. Fuck you, Donna. Yeah, the whole, the, the dance choreography and everything just made me want to, like, turn my eyelids inside out. It just, I, no. Mm-mm. No, yeah, just, no. Oh. And this is supposed to be a good Christian mom. Yeah. Letting her, her like. Sexualizing of, of underage kids just really freaks me out in general. It should freak everybody kids, out. It should freak everybody out, of, God like, damn it. The, those kid pageants really disturb me. I just especially like the little little ones it just I don't oh I hate them and it's one of the the few things I don't understand them and it it really makes my skin crawl it's one of the few things that I can actually be proud of about in this country in the modern day is that any time they try and set up like those kind of little miss pageants oh, they over here in shut Ireland. Down. Yeah, somebody will let the hotel know, hey, do you know you're doing one of these weird pageants that sexualizes kids and the hotel's like, oh no, fuck that and they get cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good here about that. It is, it just, it, it freaks me out way too much and it just makes the whole, it also reinforces the fact that her whole life she's been sexualized as well. Yeah. You know, that's, kind of unfortunately the way things are yeah um even though she was supposed to be a christian hero yeah it doesn't matter 
but that you know that's the image and the message that's always been pushed on them to go further and further in these things yeah and you get that as well when she's talking to supersonic later on and he was saying he put up with all like the homophobia uh, or not the homophobia the racism yeah all the and racism all the and all the bullshit and, and all, all of the, that the boy band stuff and he had been signed with Vought for a lot longer than her through all the boy band stuff by the looks of it yeah he, he seems to be a male Annie yeah, he's like, like he was in like the teen heartthrob bands, you know, the whatever the superhero teen version of One Direction is. Yeah, but I think he was also on the the Christian circuit, circuit too, with her. So. Yeah, and then he reveals that he had massive oxycotton addiction. Yeah, but um, speaking of things that are super uncomfortable, poor Ashley is made very uncomfortable. Ashley booting it in those shoes. Oh, booting it past sto- er, Starlight. In that silver lame suit. <laughs> Sorry, Starlight, catch it up. And off she goes in those stilettos. It's fucking amazing. And runs into Homelander and Homelander's been like watching that like fucking video on repeat. But naked. Completely but naked and her reaction to it. I just love it as he stands up where she just holds out the iPad further so it blocks. <laughs> it's great. Because she's that... like, oh my God, I'll just leave. And he's like, wait, I'm up. I'm up. And yeah, he's up in more than one way. Yeah, I love. And I the absolutely... more she talks about how successful he is. Yeah, and, and then she realizes she spots she spots that he's definitely got an erection, and is like, "Oh no!" and is distracted by it. And his response is, "Don't fucking stop! Keep going! Keep telling me all this <laughs> he stuff." He needs the ego stroked while he gets his ego stroked. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, it he, doesn't work without the horn. Yeah, he needs an ego stroke while he gets a stroke. That's definitely, definitely Homelander. And yeah, it turns out he's up twenty one points in, in the, the Rust, Rust Belt areas, and we're not fucking surprised. And yeah. he is down a little bit in other areas, but it's okay because overall him and Starlight, or Starlight have a Q Starlight. <laughs> they they have a Q rating of ninety eight percent. Ninety eight. And nobody's been that high. No, ever. And he's very happy about that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> like and probably He's in, standing way too close to her being that happy and you can see it, she's just like, I don't want to need no touching. That ninety eight percent Q rating probably informs his decision at the very end of the show as well. Yes. Yeah, that, but, that's um, an also an extremely uncomfortable scene. But that is the last thing that the world needed was for Homelander to be told, hey, that speech that you gave the other they day. They love it. They, they love, love it. it. And they people want to see the real you more. Because, yeah, yeah as, as we see, it, it's not going to lead to good things because there's a, a <laughs> another meeting from our two favourite marketing executives. I love them together. I love when they're laying out the storylines and stuff like that. The banter. Yeah, can he the rekindle f- the passion? So, yeah, when they're laying out the storylines and they're like, you know, oh, what is it they say about Supersonic? It's like, oh, he's a panty dropper between the 11 to 14 year olds and she, and I'm with Starlight on this. That is the most Was that the, the age group? Yes! Gross. Yes! Gross. I know! It's so wrong! It's <laughs> so wrong that's oh that, god like, that does no. explain why Vought still want him to sing the boy band songs that are oh. clearly directed at people more that age <laughs> you got your license to try yeah because even he's Shirley, uncomfortable it's Shirley McLean she only 14 <laughs> yeah. oh god it is I'm like yeah I'm yeah she starlights right on that one she's like please don't ever say that ever again yeah and her her response to the things that she says them, she's like well that's also horrifying and disgusting yeah. please don't just know oh when they're talking about um because they're they're discussing talking about the, moon shadow they're she's discussing still... the final two of this 
the final three and who they should pick, yeah. Well, like, yeah, they're doing the final two slots. Yeah. So they're like, he's a shoe-in, basically, you know, we want the Latinx market. We've been trying to corner South and Central America. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And they're like, oh, we want Moonshadow because she's body positive but still fuckable. And it's like, sorry, excuse me, what? Yeah, gross. <laughs> also gross. And also Ashley is like, so fuckable. And <laughs> Ashley's like, nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. <laughs> and Starlight says, no, she wants... To have uh, Silver King because why wouldn't she? She's she's got the best uh, rescue rate. She's you know, a, UN a UN ambassador. ambassador. Yeah, or no, she's a UNICEF ambassador. Sorry, which is UNICEF even ambassador. She's Muslim. She wears a habib. Um, it's <laughs> like she doesn't bring Actually, up those points. No, but, but I, I, when Ashley's like, but she's from, from Afghan England. England. <laughs> Islam. But she's not looking at the fact that she's a woman and a habib. She's looking at the fact that she's. The best person for the job, too. Yeah. You know, well, like they, the, they are kind of pushing, oh, we can put another black person on because that's more socially acceptable. Yeah, we'll have a black to, person. We we'll can't have... put on a woman in a Muslim woman in a veil. Well, I think I think Vought like, could sell it. I think it's just Ashley knows Homelander will one. never yeah. buy it. And she tries to say, do you want to run that one past Homelander? And then he's like, no, I fucking don't because I don't have to. Because my contract states that I don't need to. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. And then it looks like Annie's plan is actually that she's going to have the two girls in the seven because she tells Alex, hey, look. Yeah, well, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm grand with Alex doing it, but let me just talk to him first. Yeah. And Annie does the right Fair thing. to her. She yeah. does. She warns him. She likes him. He's a nice person. And as a clear contrast to what Huey has, she's trying to get him out of harm's way. Yeah. And even, I think it's even more admirable because when she tells him. I just him, like, she's like, oh, he tried to, he's tried to kill me. He has killed, he has killed, killed other, other people. people. And yeah, it's a shock to him. And he's like, just give me a second to process, to process it. You're Where telling he, me that everything I put up with, everything I've worked for is a fucking sham. Yeah, it's all for nothing. And she's definitely right to tell him. But more, I think it's even more impressive that she, she tells him before her next interaction with Homelander. Yes, which is the terrifying one. So she's telling him, just just get out because it's just the normal mad shit that Homelander's doing. Let alone Homelander had suddenly realised he has no more fucks left to give. Yeah, because then she goes and she has a quick meeting with Homelander where he says, oh, I want to bring the deep back. What? Yeah, and Annie ain't happy about that. Tells tells the deep to fuck off. Cassandra, stop hugging people, love. Nobody likes to be hugged straight off the bat by a stranger. Get away from me also, you fuck the fish guy. Uh, well, Cassandra, I do not like by the end of this episode. For I don't like Cassandra reasons. anyway. No, but I really don't like her now. She's no. not a bit of a bitch to Annie. And then is, is more or less, I'm going to say, if not certainly down with, probably responsible for what happens to Timothy later. Oh, I reckon it's 100% her doing. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. She hates that octopus. <laughs> she does. Um, but yeah, the, the idea doesn't go down well with Annie. No, I can get why D or not why the Deep is doing it, but Homelander's back to like, oh, the Deep is on the up. He's, you know, been redeemed in the eyes of, of the public and he can also make Annie fucking squirm. Yeah, it's 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 all of the things and more that he tried he to do. He can torture the, them. Yeah, in. it's everything he tried to do with the birthday dance the episode before. He can humiliate Annie by having the deep back. 
he has somebody who is on his side because it's the deep and he'll do whatever you say. Yeah, because the another, deep, God loved lo- the deep, but he doesn't have enough brains to yeah, blow his nose. It's another bullying target. Yeah. It's it's a redemption story when he himself is trying to, to make his own redemption story and get back into yeah. graces after a storm front. So yeah, it all tracks as being a good thing for him personally to bring the deep back. Oh yeah, it's all him scheming and manipulating. And Annie says, nope, not having any of it. And the Homelander says, well, hey, look, pretty sure that Stan's not going to die on this hill because we're quite popular together. Yeah. So popularity is power. And then she's like, oh, well, do I need to remind you about the flight, whatever. Flight 37. Video. And he's like, go on, release it. That, yeah, and that's where the scary bits come. Uh, yeah, he, he no longer cares. He's like, I can actually get away with doing whatever the fuck I want. And it turns out people like me when I'm like this. Yeah. So release it, because if you release it, then I've got nothing else left to lose. And then I've got nothing else left to lose. So I'll start with the main population <laughs> yeah. centres. Everybody. He was like, I'll take out power. And he goes through it very methodically. Oh, he's thought way. about it. Yeah, yeah. He's thought about it. Military facilities, uh, power supplies, yeah. um, infrastructure, infra- major infrastructure necessities. Yeah, he and then and then just start taking off places for pleasure. Yeah, he's like, then I'll wipe out New York and that cousin fucking hick town Maeve is from, just yeah. for shits and giggles. Oh, and also Des Moines because that's where you're from, but, and uh, probably if the deep asks nicely, Sandusky, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, because we, he's he is the homelander and he really can do whatever the fuck he wants but when he was first shown the footage and Maeve says you you let Butcher and Ryan go and you leave Starlight Lone or I release this to the public yeah and he says you do that and I'll kill everybody and everything and we were kind of like does he mean that Maeve loves or everybody in the world no it's everybody in the world apparently it it was yeah it was it was just a a threat yeah. then to try and get Maeve to back off, but it worked at the time. No, well he, but it ain't working yeah, anymore. Because if he can't be loved universally, he will be feared yeah. universally. He'll he, settle for the other. We're yeah, we're he we're we're past that tipping point on the old uh, villain journey. <laughs> yeah, I can't if I can't absolutely can't be loved anymore, and it's a distinct possibility. Fine, I'll just go for the other one where I'll I control just be feared. it. Yeah, and yeah, it's, he it's on. Superman Red Sun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or injustice. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's definitely uh, emboldened. <laughs> he's embiggened. He's emboldened. Uh, he's yeah, he was definitely emboldened when he found out. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just decided no, and you can see it then in the next scene when he has deep over for dinner. Oh no! And oh no! We we're going to have to talk so about it. Calculated. But just the, the the little speech that he gives when they're eating. And oh, he's that like, he's been reading a I'm, lot of Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> and that he can recognize himself in it. And it's just like, dude, no. Yeah. and Stop. And then he brings out the seafood. Because he's like, oh, I ordered special for you, Deep. And it's this massive seafood platter. Yep. And then everyone's digging in and it's gross. And Poor it's, Deep feels uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, can I just have some bread, please? <laughs> But, like, it just the visuals of everybody eating it, it's all real, like, slimy. And, like, if you have, I don't know what the phobia is about people chewing food. Oh, yeah. It would really trigger you quite badly because there's a lot of, like, sloppy noise, mouth oh, you're sounds. Meant, and you are meant to. It's supposed to be disgusting. Yeah, you're meant to empathize with the deep in that scene. And it's like, oh, wait, hang on, we have a special dish for you. And there's a little look that Cassandra gives that's yep. like, you 
what did you do? And they're like, oh, it's a special... No, to look, the, the look that Cassandra gives is is of a knowing one of, oh, I know what's coming. Yeah. And it's that stupid octopus because she don't like that octopus. No, no. In fairness, he is having an emotional red affair with that octopus. <laughs> That's so funny. That, yeah, <laughs> the way she just, just pats him on the shoulder. Oh, no, I like how she's like giving him his itinerary for the day as they're stripping before yeah. they have sex. And then, yeah, he's looking that octopus dead in the eye and being like... Oh, well, the he's... octopus is all up against the glass being all like, hey, baby. But it's the way he starts off and he's like, oh, yeah? You oh, like yeah? that? You like was... that? Oh, you're, you're so, so wet. wet. <laughs> Drink me off with all those arms. Arms. Cassandra's <laughs> like, all those arms. Yeah, so they realize this specialty South Korean dish, which is live octopus. Poor, poor Timothy. And it's, oh my God, how does that, how does he look so fucking? sad he looks so sad and it doesn't help that Deep keeps telling us that he's begging for his life and he's got kids and he's praying and that they're good friends oh god no I can't I can't it actually hurt my it actually really really upset me okay well we'll, we'll skip past that and we'll talk about the fact that but how, it, it, it was so cruel and it just it is oh there's oh, no, something really no. really cruel about it what, what I think that was was that was Homelander because Homelander seen that Deep is now more confident he's up in you know ratings and stuff like that and like if you think about the meeting he doesn't he had, need him if you think about the meeting they had over Cameron Coleman and the slots and stuff like that yeah. it takes Deep ages to realise that Homelander is even upset Yeah. so this I think is Homelander's test of is Deep still under my finger Yeah. will he do well, whatever I say will he do whatever I want and he will. <laughs> yeah, well, the deep is still spouting a whole lot of like ridiculous shit because when he meets Annie, when they oh they the announce, forgiveness line. Yeah, when Annie they have that meeting and he they walk in before they have yeah to, yeah and before their romantic interlude and he's like oh I know when you've done something unforgivable to somebody the first person you have have to forgive is your is, <laughs> is yourself. yourself and it's like N- no no that's not how it works deep you fucking asshole and like. <laughs> At the end as well, when he gives the little speech, yeah. and he's like, you know, we're the ones. I'm the one that's grown, and it makes it like Annie's the petty one who's holding grudges. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it is for Homelander. I think it's right. This is this is his test for deep, and it's a cruel. It's oh, so fucking so cruel. Oh yeah, horrible. no, no. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that I think that's why Homelander did it. I think Cassandra suggested it. Oh, I'd say I would. I'd say she probably She's in did. On it. What are the chances that she's a vault plant? No, I don't think she is. I think I think, but she's, I think just, she's calculating. She's calculating to... and power hungry that she took the, the oh, arranged marriage took, in the church. She, yeah, and she ran with it. She's steering she that ship. Then she saw him as a ticket out of the church and a ticket to riches, and that that's what I think it is. Just yeah. from kind of how we she's, get her. She's steering it because when he's sitting there and she just texts him straight away, eat the fucking eat the fucking octopus. octopus. Um, yeah, she's steering that ship. Uh, in the the previous episode, when they have the meeting, or when they're, they oh, meet Homelander, and she's yeah. like, what was that? And he's like, oh, I think that went pretty well. So, yeah, she. I think we were like, oh, it'll be fun to see Deep strike out on his own. But no, no she's pulling still, the strings now. Yeah, he's still being manipulated, but by her. In fairness, Deep's not having a great time this episode, but neither is A-Train. A-Train's no. getting some harsh truths. yeah. A-Train kind of needs them. So oh, he, he chose. Oh, he definitely so needs he them. So can't, he can't run anymore. We get that confirmed. His heart will probably explode. We get Nathan, his brother, coming back. And yeah, nice Nathan, to see him return. Always nice to see Nathan, because Nathan is a voice of, of stability and reason that he desperately, desperately needs. Well, Nathan was about the only thing keeping him in any way close to being on the straight and narrow in season yeah. one. 
and and hasn't been around since then. No, well, they had the massive falling out over him using the V, which is fair. You know, he was like, you, you know what we grew up in and we've, you've seen what drugs have done to people. Yeah. And it's that kind of, how could you be so fucking stupid? But they have a little reconciliation, which is very sweet to see. He goes back to the house. The boys are there playing with them. Uh, they're all taking the piss out of his new outfit because yeah. he looks like a fool. I, I do like how Nathan says to him outside the hospital, he's like, what about that blue shit? And yeah. he's like, oh, he goes, that'll probably make it happen after. And he's like, good. He goes, once once that's out of the way, I'll, we ex- can, I'll accept, accept your, your apology, apology and we can move on and we can start. Yeah. No, he's 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 a good man. Um, but yeah, brings him back to the house. Yeah, and they're talking about, he's talking about, oh, you know, I I can't run anymore. I need to rebrand to stay relevant. And he's like, look, why don't you just give it all up? I'm happier coaching kids in whatever he is doing, whatever what club he's teaching kids in. He's like, I'm happier doing that than I ever was working, working for, for Vaughn. And I think for A-Train, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow to give up the fame. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to give up the fame. And that's, I think... that's he's like, well, he's like, oh, why don't you come down? The kids would be delighted to see you. But he doesn't want to be Reggie, the guy that used to be... A-Train. A-Train, yeah. who teaches us how to run. He wants to be A-Train or rebrand and become something else. And I think... He wants to be a cause for the community. And Nathan rightly calls out, you've never stood yeah, up you've, for you've any cause. you've never stood for cause. any cause. That's um, why you being in that suit is ridiculous. Because you've never shown any sort of interest in that yeah. before. And I think that's that's what Nathan is kind of at. He's like, well, look, if you're, if you're not going to quit, at the very least, use your platform for, do something. for to do something. And yeah. shows him the, the mugging footage and... Tells him about the new story, yeah, yeah, and and tells him that the guy only lived down the road. It was once again, uh, it was mistaken identity, but he got curb stopped so hard it cracked the pavement. And that that was something that I, I for me anyway. Whenever I hear about curb stompings, I it's it's a KKK thing to me. It's a yeah. it's a horrible the only, racist yeah, thing. Yeah, the, the first my first encounter with it was watching American History. Yeah, X. yeah. So so when. It's and like, that's oh, my only got... knowledge of it is is true white supremacy groups using it as a form of yeah. tip people that they've caught. Yeah. So when when he says is it Blue Hawk, Blue Hawk, yeah. saying oh I I found a suspect and he immediately became violent and he, I think he even says he was African American. You're like oh he's probably a racist fuckhead. And he's then you hear racist... he curb stomps yeah. somebody. And it's like oh great he is a racist fuckhead. Yeah, guy was only walking home. Yeah, didn't do anything. And when. You can see the disappointment in Nathan's face when he's like, oh, I can throw him some money. And he's like, no, he doesn't want... The family family doesn't need money. money. They need people like you to to stand up and speak out about it. And Nathan, you you can see the fact that he's disappointed that he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand why this is more important than you researching your heritage. Yeah, and A-Train's response is, oh, you know, but I'm on the the 7. I can't really be talking about things like that. Like, everybody loves the A-Train, right? As if... He's saying like, oh, I can't speak out about, you know, racial injustice because everybody loves the A-Train and, and then some people won't love the A-Train if I start taking sides he's, in, in yeah. his argument or, you and know, heated topics. And to be perfectly honest, if that's going to be your opinion on it, I wouldn't want you advocating for something like that if you don't. Yeah, if you're worried about what people hollow. are going to think of your opinion, then you probably don't actually have the, the commitment behind that opinion. Yeah, to actually do something about it. You'd make it like, well, we, as we've all seen, A-Train is not good off script. No, <laughs> no. And and I was going to say he lacks the courage of his convictions, but he doesn't have any convictions yeah. at the minute. Yeah. 
<laughs> he really doesn't. I do like when the kids are making fun of him and they're like, no, that's it's corny. And the mom gives out to them and I train's like, no, it's okay. Like they don't know anything about the culture. And the mom's like, no, no, they're right. They're just not allowed curse in front of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your costume is ridiculous. Yeah. Get in the house. Wash your hands. But it's nice to see actually where, where A-Train is going to clearly have to learn about how to stand for something. Supersonic already knows how to stand for something. Yeah. And uh, um, has taken Annie's warning in, you know, in consideration, but decided, no, he's going to stick around. Yeah. And he goes, he pol- knocks into the trailer and he's like, I went to them and I was going to tell them I had an emergency and I ended up telling them I was going to stay. And that's when we find out that he used to be addicted to Oxycontin. He would have sold out his mom for another shot. He was in rehab. Everybody Fuck, dropped him. Nobody would fucking touch him because you were the only person who stood by me. Yeah. You know, so he, there's a long... That number that explains a lot of their friendship. Yeah. There's a lot of loyalty and a lot of love. And they she's obviously seen him through the worst of times. Yeah. And I, I got and the implication she's that in I trouble this it was time. after their relationship. Yeah. So like they were together as teens or whatever and that then is, he became yeah. an addict and she was probably the only one from the good old days who stayed around yeah. him. So she's seen him through his absolute lowest point. Yeah. She's in trouble. So now it's his turn yeah. to be and there think, for her. And it really, it really is going to stand to his character assuming they don't do a rug pull on us and make him a big bastard. No. But it's going to stand to his character. Yeah, no, I don't think that, they will because he's already looked really offended by like the... The, the things Homelander said. Homelander was saying. He does seem like a fairly decent upstanding guy when he was talking about not wanting to do the song but he didn't want to go against it because it was going to hurt. Oh yeah, it made him feel uncomfortable and like he should be banned from being within a thousand yards of school. Yeah, like he's, he's made... Um, and he talks about like... And like answering the phone for Huey and passing the message yeah, along even he's though he's a Huey good said, guy. Yeah. He's and, a genuinely good guy and he's doing... He wants to be on the 7 to... For the same reasons Annie did. And I think when we were watching it, the second he stepped back in the trailer, I was like, oh, I hope he's going to say that he's going to stay yeah. because Annie needs him to and stay. To and he did. Honest, and I was like, yeah. He's being a gentleman as well and chivalrous. And even if they don't, I'd like everybody, I, I reckon the, the internet's going to be shipping the shit out of them. <laughs> but it is Huey, Huey's actions are, and if Huey continues on the course that he's on, he is going to push her. Straight into Super <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say. Is that there's a, there's a massive contrast between their two actions in this episode. Yeah. So Supersonic gets his worldview crumbled kind of very quickly, like Annie had in terms of no, Vod are actually horrible. There, there's no real good superheroes, and you don't want to get involved in this because it's a shit show. Yeah. And his response is, "I'm not leaving you." I'm not going to. Gonna, yeah, you're telling me this is a terrible shit show, and to get away, no, I'm not going to leave you on your own in it. I'm not yeah. that big of an asshole. And Huey's response, Huey, who knows this big shit show that's been going on, is like, I is, need has you just been to told, stay there for Has longer. just been told it's gotten even worse because Homelander doesn't care about the Flight 37 video. Yeah. And Huey's, yeah, Huey's response is, oh no, you stay in that danger. Whereas, yeah, yeah Supersonic is jumping into the path of danger to help her. So, yeah, Huey, you're going to need to get your shit together and yeah, stop you're pretending right. to be Billy. Yeah, you need to cop on to yourself, love. You need to wise up. And uh, it seems like we're really, really going to need Annie to have a, an ally in the Seven. Oh, fuck yeah. Because Homelander has oh. not only decided that, yeah, look, the uh, the Deep is coming back. And those two poor fucking Moonshadow and uh, yeah. Silver Kincaid, they think 
Oh yeah, one of us is going to get it. Drummer Boy, or not Drummer Boy, Supersonic is in. One of us is going to get it. One of us is going to get it. No. What? It's the deep? Yeah. You're kidding me. Oh, the pose on him. And he turns around and he like struts up, kind of like Party <laughs> yeah. Boy used to do it. Like he was that close to just ripping the pants off. Yeah. And gives everybody a hug. Oh no, I'm sorry. Homelander being like, oh, it's an honor to greet you, brother, in Spanish. Yeah. Was such such tokenism? Yeah, and for for as well, the, the look he kind of gives him is like, oh, of like, oh, I'm surprised you knew that. And Annie's just like, what the fuck did he say? Yeah. Um, but they when he walks up and they like all hug and whatever, the two, two poor girls are dismissed. And yeah, and then Homelander drops another bomb. Oh Jesus Christ! Like, and it's like I I don't know if he just went with it. Or if it was, if he had decided going up to it, I can't quite put my finger on whether or not, on just how premeditated it is. I'd say it was. It like, was, was it, it was a five-minute? Was it no, a five-minute idea or a five-hour idea? I'd say it was closer to the five-hour idea. I'd say it, the, the, the they day, loved the them day together. Started, yeah, the day started and he was told that you've gone up and they love you together. Then he pushes it a little bit with Starlight, and she pushes back with the flight thirty-seven thing, and he pushes back again and wins that argument. Yeah. Gets the deep back on the seven and he's like, okay, so I'm winning here. Starlight is now back bending to my will. Let's see if I can push it. Yeah. And pushes it and says, hey, look, we're going out. Uh, <laughs> Starlight looks terrified and shocked. And we can't do this day more and obviously Marketing loses it. Yeah. Ashley loses it. They're like, oh, Starlight, we're going to need to do that again, but can you not look so shocked? <laughs> yeah. And Starlight does what we saw her do at the very start of the episode. She clenches her fist. She clenches her fist. And, and she lays one yeah, on him. But, lays one uh, on him. Yeah. And Supersonic looks actually a little bit disappointed, like, oh, I thought you were the, the weight yeah, maker. Yeah. But, no, she's at the moment the, the saving her own ass. <laughs> yeah. But, and we can see her clench her prote- fist. Because if she protests against that, like it's just, just placate him for the moment. Mm. And she clenches her fist like she used to. And mm. uh, if it wasn't a bit obvious that Huey has not been so good to her this episode, now he's basically doing to her what her mum used to do to her. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's definitely interesting to see what way that's going to play out. I, it, oh, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, Going to be bizarre. Yeah, uh, Huey's gonna be, definitely going to have some problems with it, but there's going to be a massive screaming match with Edgar in the middle trying to like. No, I think I think Annie at this point is back to being terrified again. Annie, I think, is probably feels that loaded gun in her face again, like she did last season. Yeah, and doesn't have the support that she was expecting from Huey. So I think yes, yeah, she will. She's going to need supersonic support more. Yeah, she needs Edgar to be on her side as well and back in her corner. Yeah, I think Edgar's definitely going to be concerned with some of the things. I'd be interested to see now when Maeve gets on board because Maeve was was absent for this episode. And most of the last episode as well. Yeah, and because Maeve does have her back. So I'd like to see kind of a nice solid core going up against... Yeah, because, so you'll have, because you've got Noir and Deep are going to back Noir home. Deep and Homelander and then A-Train is useless and he's kind of in the middle at the minute I'd say yeah and then it's like, it is kind of it's basically turning into the boys or the seven civil war because you've got Maeve <laughs> Maeve Maeve and Starlight Star- and hopefully Supersonic and Supersonic basically making one side of the thing and then the Noir Deep and Homelander on the other side and then A-Train's just kind of like well I'm 
rebranding. <laughs> I'm doing my best to rebrand. Um, so he's not really involved in any of the politics of it. He'd probably tell Annie that he's on her side and then bitch out. Very possibly. Because but he's we, a we have seen him help the boys bitch. before when it yeah. when it suits him. When it's suited him, yeah. But that's it. It's only what when it suited him. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what what actual kind of actions we get from Supersonic now that he's on the seven, and then from the boy side. Obviously, I want to see where they go. What happens in Russia? But I'm is I've, he going to tell them that he has V? Is yeah, he going to bring the V to that? Russia? What's going on with that? Is he going to stop puking? Are we going to get love sausage? Is he going? How's he going to explain that neon green slime puke to? Because that that he's got to have to explain why his vomit was that color. But honestly, as as exciting as it is that they're going to Russia and they're going to like try and find Soldier Boy and all that stuff is coming, I just want Butcher to to make good with Ryan. Yeah, it make good with Ryan. Goddammit. Because uh, Ryan was irritating when introduced. Uh, yeah, and we kept calling Butcher a bastard and, and, and wanting that growth. But no, we want we want Butcher to, to make up with Ryan. Yeah. He can still be a bastard to everybody else, but be good to Ryan. Yeah, have that little bit of humanity. But that's all we get for now. Three yeah. episodes, and a hell of a three episodes they were. Yes. But we're back to a weekly wait. Thank, uh, well, thank fuck from the ed- <laughs> editing and recording podcast side of things. But um, the fan side of things not so hot. Yeah. But my brain it has I, I need I need a week to process three hours worth of, of stuff. Yeah, no, we're probably in the meantime we're probably gonna be sitting around rewatching the episodes and going, Oh, we missed that and ooh, I wonder what that could mean going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back probably next Monday, I'd say. So the episode will be out on Friday, Fridays going forward and we'll have our episodes out coming on a Monday, I'd say. Yeah, that gives us enough. Gives us a little bit of time. We don't have to edit like lunatics like we have been doing the last few days. But guys, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you coming in and listening to what we have to say about the awesome first three episodes of The Boys. Yeah. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, there is 22, 23 odd episodes of us ranting all things The Boys to go back and listen to. And if you want to come and chat with us, you can find us on Twitter at RantsMono. You can find us on Instagram at MonoRants underscore the underscore boys. And you can send your own rants to MonoRantsPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Slant, slant. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are MonoRants. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci-Fi.